This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Logical Weight Loss Podcast for February 28, 2011. Today we're going to talk about two of my all-time favorite things, as well as we know that it's good to reward yourself, but what's the science, what's the smart way to reward yourself? Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, where we take a no-nonsense approach to weight loss. We left our excuses in the past, and we've forgiven ourselves for abusing the gift that is our bodies. From this point forward, our health is more important. We will stay focused. We will stay determined. We will sacrifice now knowing that it's not going to be easy so that we can live a better tomorrow. We understand that weight loss is a marathon, not a sprint. It's about making lifestyle changes and that the only person who can stop you is you. You know where you are now and you know where you want to be. The new you begins today. Let's go. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it thin. I want to try it thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to do to die it thin. More till you like it's thin. I want smaller thighs thin. But I realize I guess I'll have to exercise. All right, welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I am your host, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. Now, if you're new to the show, this is really just kind of like a little diary of me losing weight, as well as I go out and I find topics on the internet. I talk about my personal life. It's all focused on losing weight, on, on getting us motivated, staying focused on doing the best things for us so that we can actually achieve our goals. Our website is LogicalLoss.com. You can email me, Dave at LogicalLoss.com, or call in your comments. Uh, it's 888-563-3228. Somebody emailed me and said, Dave, do you realize that you say the phone number like it's an Olympic event? <laughs> Don't you love people who do that? You're like talking to somebody, you're, you're going through voicemail, and it's like, yeah, I'd really like it if you could give me a call. My phone number like, great, and you have to hit rewind. But uh, also want to remind you that if you would like to support the show, it's very easy. Go to supportthisshow.com. This show is uh, listener-supported, and I deeply appreciate that. It does help uh, divert the costs of producing the show. And uh, you can also go to shop.logicalloss.com. That'll take you to our Amazon store if you're looking for pedometers and workout videos and all things uh, fitness. It's there. I should remind you up front that today's episode, as every episode that you listen to, is for entertainment purposes. I am not a doctor. I'm just some dude in the basement trying to lose weight like you. And I know a lot of people say, that's why I like this show. You're not really pimping anything. You're just here to... You know, and you guys talk to me, and that motivates me, and I talk to you, and hopefully that motivates you. And we're going to start off today talking about the two things that I love the most. Now, this is from a uh, Carrie Ann Jennings, who is an MS and an RD, which to me means she's you know went to school for something. I don't know, but really, she's the associate editor of Eating Well magazine, and she says now, even though I spend my day writing about food and health, um, she says I snack at work a lot. A yogurt with fruit at 10 o'clock or maybe hot chocolate at 2 o'clock, some nuts at 4, 
you get the drift. Now, snacking's not a bad thing. It can fuel you until your next meal and also can be a great place to get in some food groups you're missing in your other meals. Now, snacks are better than others, though, some of them. The best snack to eat is the one that's low in calories but high in nutrition, and it keeps you full longer. The worst is the one that's high in calories, low in nutrition value, and it basically leaves you hungry in a few seconds, right? So of all the possible snack foods out there, and this is one of my favorite things of all time, popcorn. I love popcorn. Stands out as the number one snack. Now, popcorn gets a bad rap for the movie theater, you know, double, triple butter. No, we're not talking about that. Okay, that's loaded with saturated fat and calories. Also, thanks to the ginormous portion sizes and the buttery topping. Um, I love, right now, I'm loving the, uh, what is it? Pop Secret 100-calorie bags. Love those. Built-in portion controls is basically what it is. She says, but the crunchy kernels hidden beneath are actually a healthy food, and here's why popcorn is good for you. It's a whole grain. The term whole grain may bring to mind loaves of bread flecked with bran or a bowl of oatmeal, but popcorn also counts. In fact, popcorn eaters get 250% more whole grains in their diet than people who don't eat popcorn. And like other whole grains, crunchy popcorn is high in fiber. Uh, Women need 25 grams of fiber and men need 38 grams in their diets daily. Uh, And it says... Number two, not only is popcorn high in fiber, but it also is low in fat and delivers some protein. A one-ounce serving, which is about three and a half cups, has four grams of fiber and almost four grams of protein. Just over one gram of fat, and and it clocks in about 110 calories. Now, this combination makes it a snack with staying power. The bad news is, is when you make it at work, everybody hates you. Number one, because, I don't know about you, I hate to be the guy that burns the popcorn at work because everybody's like, oh, you know, you stink up the whole department. But number two, if you don't burn it, then everybody hates you because you made them hungry. But that's all right. It's your popcorn. And, you know, if you want to raise, you let your boss share, right? Number three, popcorn has antioxidants. Yes, it surprised me too, but popcorn is chock full of polyphenols. I guess is how you pronounce that. The same compounds found in berries and tea that are linked to healthy uh high health, heart health, and a lowered cancer risk. It says, so now that you know what to reach for at snack time, what should you steer clear of? According to, again, this is uh, Carrie Ann Jennings, who is the editor of Eating Well magazine, you should steer clear of flavored chips, anything from barbecue potato chips to Doritos Cool Ranch. Why? Well, they're higher in calories, They're higher in fat, they're higher in sodium, and they have very little fiber. Plus, she says, you'll get a lot of unnecessary additives like artificial flavors and colors. Unless, of course, you're doing pop chips, which is what we talked about a couple weeks ago. Love me, pop chips. Uh, She says, but you just can't, you can't eat just one. That's actually one of the problems with, with chips, right? She says, the combination of salt, sugar, and fat is addictive, and it makes our brain want more Feed me chips. I want chips. Right? And more and more and more. I know that because I eat a bag of pop chips and it's 100 calories. And the, I, I eat that 17th chip and I'm like, that's really good. I should go get about another five bags. So even though flavored chips might seem like they have way more calories than popcorn, uh, many brands are about 150 calories per ounce. An ounce of chips is so much smaller than an ounce of popcorn. It's about 12 to 20 chips, depending on the brand, 
where most snack size bags have two to three ounces, bringing the calorie count way up. Um, also, with chips, they're not going to satisfy you. You'll either wolf down several servings and then feel slightly sick, or if you're one of those people with extreme willpower, you'll still be hungry after the serving. So she's a registered dietitian and, again, is the associate editor of the Nutrition of Nutrition for Eating Well magazine. So who knew popcorn? Great snack as long as it's not the uber butter, the butter buster flavor of popcorn. And, and again, stick with the portion control. All right, that is the one of the first things, one of my most favorite things in the world. And I found this article, and I'm like, you know, I never would have thought about this. It doesn't really pertain to me, but it is about one of my favorite things, and that's because we're going to be talking about boobs. That's right, boobs. So, ladies, here we go. The dumbest thing you can do to your boobs. Um, this is from Shape over at uh, Yahoo.com. It says, gaining and losing the same 10 pounds has a hidden effect on your breasts that may take years to show. Um, it says, your breasts are pretty low maintenance. And you keep them healthy and sexy just by leaving them alone. Still, there's one move that will mess them up. Repeated dieting, which causes your boobs to sag prematurely. And let's face it, nobody wants that. So here, uh, how and why, plus the right way to keep your set gorgeous and firm. I am reading this. I didn't write it. So um, some sag is inevitable. Gravity... uh, Breast growth spurts in your teens and early 20s. Um, Pregnancy and breastfeeding all cause your boobs to change shape. Any change in that shape of your breast stretches your skin's collagen and elastin to components that make skin firm. This leaves your twins, again, I didn't write this, this leaves your twins less perky over time. Everybody say perky and giggle. Come on, perky. Uh, This is from Jill Weinstein, a dermatologist at Northwestern Memorial Hospital in Illinois. I'm going to have a hard time reading this uh, article. Are you still with me, ladies? Okay, good. Here's the thing. But you'll stretch out the collagen and elastin even more by constantly dieting. In fact, cycling back and forth between the same 10 pounds in your 20s, for example, can lead to premature sag by the time you hit 30. Now, if you keep stretching and shrinking something, it'll wear out like a sweater, says the... New York City nutritionist Stephanie Middleberg, who is a registered dietitian. Now, the faster you gain and lose the weight via crash diets, the worse the sag will be because elastin and collagen endure more stress when they break down rapidly, says Mary Jane Minkin, who is a clinical professor of obstetrics obstetrics and gynecology at Yale University. Uh, Another way crash dieting sends your boobs south Again, I didn't write this. University, okay. Another way, crash cry, okay. You know, Dave, if you're going to have an episode where you actually read things, it would be helpful if you could actually read. Another way, crash dieting, sends your boobs south. Um, Weight that's lost in a short period of time is almost always impossible to keep off. You'll add it back. Um, So you try to diet away again and cause more droopage. Droopage. Remember droopage dog? Droopage dog. Um, now, why is it that when you're doing all this dieting, your boobs are hit the hardest? Well, breasts are very sensitive to weight changes. When you gain weight, fat tends to go to your female parts first, like your boobs. They're also one of the first places most women lose weight 
when um, from when they diet. Now, this is no reason not to go on a diet. I don't want to lose my boobs. No, because big boobs does not equal healthy, which, yeah, okay. We, do we have to go there? All right, so the thinner and heavier you get, the thinner and heavier your, your boobs will be and the more droopy you'll be. So you want to lose weight, right? We've talked about that. This is the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, but we want to do it without sagging. So here's how to diet the right way so you keep the sag at bay. First, forego any crash diets. In other words, any plan that cuts your intake to less than 12,000 calories a day or promises that uh, you know, you're going to lose more than one or two pounds a week. This is from a Los Angeles nutritionist, Natalie Rosenstock. She says, losing more than this, um, you know, one to two pounds a week, um, breaks down more collagen and elastin. They say to stick to tactics like pulling more, stick to tactics, I cannot read today, like piling more on your plate, fruits and veggies, and lean meats. That is, since consuming healthy grub keeps you from binging later, um, that's why you should do that. Don't skip meals. She says it slows your metabolism and makes you hungry, so you gain weight back that you've lost. She says a final benefit of the slow and steady route, which is what we've talked about here. Uh, if you listen to the podcast, we're talking about making lifestyle changes and how the little things can add up to big changes. She says the longer it takes you to lose weight, the more likely you are to keep it off, which, of course, will make it much easier on your boobs. And uh, and that's it. That's enough of that article. <laughs> <laughs> but if you need more motivation, you know, um, keep the girls in check by losing things slow. Okay, Ufa. Now we're going to do a story about the penis. No, I'm just kidding. Um, this is about rewarding yourself. This is from sparkpeople.com. This is one of my favorite sites. They say changing long-standing habits can be a pretty slow and difficult process. Now, for most of us, at least, it's not like we decide one day to ditch all the junk food and supersized portions and, and we fall in love with steamed vegetables and, and suddenly we become, you know, this exercise guru after years of being a couch potato. It doesn't happen that way. It, it's a slow process, right? It says, but even the most sincere New York resolution, New York, yeah, the New Year's resolutions don't magically turn into lasting weight loss and a healthy lifestyle without some real effort to let go of all those old habits and to practice new ones, right? Now, it says, the good news is there are a lot of things you can do to make these changes easier on yourself. Now, one of them is to reward yourself, to keep yourself moving in the right direction. But it says there's an art and a science to this business of using rewards effectively. The more you know about this, the easier it will be to pick good rewards and avoid some of the common mistakes. And I've said this before, really, when you're doing the wrong thing, you're practicing doing the wrong thing. So you, you want to focus on doing the right thing. And sometimes you need to put a carrot or a bag of lettuce or whatever, but you need something to motivate yourself to keep going. And that's what we're talking about. So it says, rule number one, reward your behavior, not the scale. I really like this one. It says, one of the most common mistakes people make when using rewards to help with weight loss is they base rewards on what the scale does. They give themselves a reward whenever their weight drops to a certain number on the scale. So as soon as it gets below 200, I'm going to do this. Well, if the rewards are big or desirable enough, this may provide some incentive to keep working on weight loss, but it probably won't make it much easier for you to change your old habits and to stick to the new ones. 
Now, for that, you need to reward yourself when you perform the specific behaviors that help you achieve your ultimate goal. Things like staying in your calorie range for the day, sticking to your exercise plan, choosing certain foods instead of the others, getting enough sleep, and so on. Last night, I was driving home. Here in Ohio, we are getting just spanked with snow again. And it took me hours to get home, where it normally takes me about a half hour. It looked like an hour and a half. And I was hungry. And I had to drive by a McDonald's. And I was like, no, you're not going to go there. You're not going to go there. You're not going to go there. And I kept thinking about what was in the fridge. When I get home, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make some rice. It's going to be healthy. I've just, if I can make it another 10 minutes. And it was hard. But I was very happy. And then I got home and I ate my dinner and everything was good. And then about 1130, I was up kind of late and I was hungry. And I thought, you know, I, I really would love a bowl of Raisin Bran. And I'm like, you know what? You're really not that hungry. You're just kind of bored and you're kind of stressed out because I'm thinking about the next day. And I went, you know what you need to do? You need to go to bed. And I went to bed and I woke up this morning happy that I didn't tack on another 300 calories. So it says, maybe you've also got some even more specific goals or problem areas you're trying to work on within each of these areas, like saying no to second helpings or cooking at home instead of heading to the nearest drive-thru. We've talked about that in the past, that if you cook at home, think about how much you would spend if you went out to eat. So, you know, if it's two people, let's say you spend, you know, $25, $30 on a meal and Every time you eat at home, put $20, because it probably costs about $10 to eat at home. Um, take the other $20 and put it in a jar. And then use that for your gym membership or something like that. Um, the best way, it says, to use rewards to improve results is to identify the particular actions or behaviors that lead to the overall result you want and then reward yourself for doing those behaviors. So it's not about the scale. It's about rewarding the behavior. The more specific the behavior and the more frequent and consistent the reward, the more quickly you'll train yourself to perform that behavior without so much conscious effort. Says most people also find it helpful to start by rewarding small incremental steps towards the ultimate change they're trying to make. Remember, baby step it, right? Instead of trying to do everything at once or demanding perfection right from the very beginning, if you set your reward up so you have to be perfect for the whole week or the whole month or whatever it is to earn it, you could actually end up demotivating yourself. You're like, oh, I knew I couldn't make it the whole week. But if you say, hey, if I have to stay between 1,700 calories and 2,000 calories and you do that, kick ass. You know, and then you get to do something. Maybe it's, uh, you know, a massage or something right? Try to reward the behavior. Try to make the reward not food, right? Now, what kind of reward is best and when? It says there's no theoretical right or wrong kind of reward. Now, when it comes to modifying behavior, any reward that actually gets you to do what you need to do more often counts as an effective reward. In other words, what kind of reward should I use? The one that works, the one that motivates, it could be positive, like giving yourself something you enjoy, or it could involve letting yourself out of doing something you don't like, like leave the dishes for somebody else to wash after you've cooked a healthy meal, right? It's uh, usually a good idea to make your reward consistent with the goal you're trying to accomplish. So, for example, let's say 
using some favorite treat as a reward for sticking to your diet all week probably sends a pretty confusing message to your brain. Yes, if I starve myself all week, I get to blow that extra calories by eating ice cream, right? Um, And it's also a good idea to choose rewards that don't generate other stress or conflict in your life. So, for example, you don't want to give yourself rewards that are so expensive they bust your budget, which causes conflict with other members, which causes stress, which heads you to the fridge, right? But other than some common sense considerations like these, the key is to choose rewards that actually work for you. So what does matter, though, is the timing and the frequency of the rewards. The evidence is pretty clear that you get the best results when the reward follows the desired behavior pretty quickly. And when you reward the behavior frequently and consistently until it becomes part of your normal routine. routine. Now, this is a lot like a dog, you know. If you catch a dog, you know, peeing in the living room, you spank its butt right there. They associate that. Hey, this this action is is wrong. So they quit doing it. Well, same thing. If you reward yourself for doing something right when you did something right, it's going to kind of kick in and it's going to motivate you to, again, make this part of your normal routine. Now, this does not mean you have to reward yourself immediately every single time you do the right thing, but it might mean, for example, that you'll get better results, especially with behaviors that are hard for you to change, if you come up with an approach that includes smaller rewards delivered the same day, as well as a larger reward for making or sustaining improvements over long periods of time. So you can have little baby goals and baby rewards, and then if you do them all week, maybe you have a big reward at the end of the week. So here's, here's uh, how they wrap this up. Putting it all together. Here's an approach that illustrates how you can combine all these elements in a simple way. It usually works for me. And this is done by, let's give uh, credit here, Dean Anderson at uh, Spark People. It says, one of my goals this year is to kick a pretty bad diet soda habit that I've developed over the past couple of years by replacing the soda with plain water. I figured out that I can afford to spend $1 per day, about the same as I've been spending on the soda, on rewarding myself for not drinking any soda. So at the beginning of each month, I put 30 $1 bills in a jar that's labeled mine. Alongside that jar, I have another empty jar. If I get through the day without having any soda, that day's dollar stays in the mine jar. If I have some soda... I take a dollar out of that jar and I put it in the other jar at the end of the month. I get to spend all the money that's still in the mine jar on whatever I want. He says, right now, I'm saving up for a pair of hiking boots. The money in the other jar gets spent on something or someone I'd rather not spend my money on. Last month, for example, I used to buy a small birthday present for a noisy neighbor that I don't like very much. That's kind of bizarre, but it's interesting. Obviously, you can adjust all the specifics in this kind of plan to suit your situation. For example, you can put more money in the mind jar in the first of each month if that motivates you more, or you can use something other than money. If you live and and share chores with someone else, you could use get out of doing dishes cards instead of dollars. You know, use your imagination. You can also have more than one behavior change you're focusing on. Just make sure you reward each behavioral change separately. So 
I read that article and I was like, I really like the idea here because we do put so much pressure on the scale. And there are times when, you know, we may be hitting the treadmill, we may be hitting our calorie intake, and it doesn't represent on the scale and we get frustrated and we quit. So reward your behaviors. Just again, let's use common sense here. Don't say, okay, well, great. I, I hit my calorie goal or I hit my exercise goal, so I'm going to reward myself with, uh, you know, a donut. That doesn't make any sense. So put some thought into it. Find a reward that works for you. Get creative. If you want, make it a, uh, you know, if you go out to the website, we've got our uh, our biggest loser kit. Sometimes it helps to, uh, you know, make a little competition. I had somebody email me, said, Dave, um, I didn't have anybody to have a competition with, but I'm using your spreadsheet just to mark my uh, progress. Great. It's free. Go out to uh, the website there and uh, you'll see it at logicalloss.com. But rewards can help motivate you. And sometimes, let's face it, we can say, yeah, I want to be healthier and yeah, I'm going to have more energy and yeah, I'll get to live longer. But sometimes that just doesn't work. And rewards can help motivate you. So I hope you have found this podcast useful. I apologize. I normally don't just read everything. I feel like I just read to you here, but, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to read when you're on the treadmill, but, uh, I'm doing good. I've had a, an okay week. Uh, I'm down a little bit, but, uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not hitting my exercise goals that I want. I had them scheduled out and basically with the snow, things like taking three times as long to get home is really cutting into the time that I would normally exercise. So, you know, basically, I just want to smack Mother Nature upside the head and say, knock it off. You're cutting into my exercise time. But this, again, is where if I did this in the morning, I wouldn't have that issue. But then again, I'd have to get up at like four in the morning because I have to leave like an hour and a half earlier to get to work. But I am still um, hitting other goals, and that's what's good. So I want to thank you again very much for listening. If you'd like to support this show, you can go over to supportthisshow.com. And uh, hit the donate button. There's also links over there at that website. If you click on any of those links and buy something, you a portion of that, I get a little kickback. Or if you just go to shop.logicalloss.com, that's another way. And there are all sorts of things out of the website. If you just go to uh, logicalloss.com forward slash support, that's another way you can do that. So hang in there. If, if you've had a bad week, now's the time to turn it around. And, and one of the things you can do is just let's focus... Don't, don't focus on the fact that you've got so much weight to lose. Don't focus on the fact that you want to have, you know, let, let's do this. Let's focus on the next meal. Let's just focus on that one and think about how the next one's. My next one is going to be, I can tell you right now, here's what I'm having for dinner. I'm having a salad and a chicken breast. And that's what I'm going to think about. Because when I drive home through the snow and it takes forever, I'm going to be thinking I'm going to pass two McDonald's a Burger King, uh, a Chipotle, all on the way home. And I got to remind myself that it's the salad and the chicken at home that's going to make me happy, that's going to make me proud of myself, that's going to like myself in the morning because I did the right thing. And you can do the right thing too. Just just plan it, do it, and and, and just realize that if you start doing the right things, the weight will come off. And you can do it. It's going to take a while to change those actions, but reward yourself. We talked about that today. So thank you very much for listening. We'd love to hear from you. 
Dave at LogicalLoss.com or 888-563-3228 or just leave a comment out the blog. Our website is LogicalLoss.com. By the way, before I get out the door, if you go to the website, LogicalLoss.com, I am having some issues with it where I get an error message. Just please send an email to me, Dave at LogicalLoss.com and say, Dave, the website's down again. It only takes me two seconds to fix it. I'm troubleshooting it, but on occasion it gets this internal error 500 thing. And uh, I understand what's what I understand how to fix it. I haven't determined what the cause is. So if that if you happen to go to the website and it's down, please or call in 888 you know 563-3228. Dave, your website's down, logicalloss.com. Uh, because I do check it every day, but I am always uh, kicking myself when I check it late in the afternoon and it's been down all day. So I apologize for that. We are looking into that, but uh, we'll get it fixed eventually. So thank you very much and uh, We'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free on iTunes by going to LogicalLoss.com forward slash iTunes. You can contact me via email by sending an email to Dave at LogicalLoss.com or call in your comments toll free 888-563-3228. You can sign up for our free newsletter and participate in our forums at our website, which is LogicalLoss.com. Our theme music is courtesy of SkinnySongs.com. Thanks again for listening. You know, they say knowledge is power. Knowledge is only power when it's acted upon. You can do this. Live right. Lose weight. Live long. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I want to try it. Thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to do it. I guess I'll have